This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Welcome to the Mom Room Podcast. My name is Renee Rena, and I am definitely the mom friend you have always wanted. This episode is all about C-sections, or as we should be calling them, major abdominal surgery. I'm talking with Dr. Ali Kane, who is a chiropractor that founded GrowCo, which is a rehab program that supports women through the physical, mental, and emotional challenges of motherhood. She also trains chiropractors, physiotherapists, and other healthcare professionals across Canada on her GrowCo methodology so that they are able to treat and help women in their area. In this episode, we talked about what actually happens during a C-section. So what is happening to the woman's body? I didn't even know, and I was kind of surprised to find out. We talk about recovery after a C-section. She gives some advice for moms who are planning to have a C-section or who have had one. Uh, Also, we go over common issues that occur for women after a C-section and how you can work to heal those. And again, this episode just was very eye-opening to me with regard to, you know, how little care is given for women in the postpartum period. There is so much more that can be done and I really hope episodes like these inspire you to go and make appointments with, you know, pelvic floor physio, a chiro, to really see what's going on with your body and if you're healing properly. Because again, I can't stress it enough that that six-week checkup appointment is really just to make sure that nothing major is happening. But I know myself right now, I'm Milo's almost two years old, and I'm just starting to experience problems in my pelvic floor and in my lower back and in my hips because it's something that can creep up over time if, for example, your pelvic floor or your core muscles are really weak after giving birth, then your body's trying to compensate and, you know, you're moving in different ways. You're tightening certain muscles. You're, you know, not releasing certain muscles and that takes a toll on your body in the long run. So I know for myself, I am going to pick up weights today and start to do some kind of program at home. I'm sure Dr. Ali can help me. And yeah, I just want to make changes so that I can start to feel better in my body and feel stronger. I actually just saw Dr. Ali last week and she adjusted me. She gave me so much information and everything she told me about, you know, what's going on with my body right now just makes so much sense. She is so knowledgeable. She is such a great speaker. So I know you guys are going to love this episode. If you know someone who is planning to have a C-section or who had a C-section, please send them this episode to listen to. Ali works out of Keswick, Ontario, so if you're nearby, seriously, go book an appointment. She also has a pelvic floor physiotherapist that works out of her office. I'll put all her information in the episode notes, of course. And Ali and I are trying to plan a workout to do together uh, in the near future, so if we get together and do a workout, I will be sure to post about it on my Instagram. I have not worked out in over a year and I'm terrified, but it's definitely time for me to get back to the gym, back to the yoga studio, doing something, moving my body because 
uh, it's starting to catch up with me now. So please enjoy this episode. And here is Dr. Ali Kane. All right. So I'm talking today with Dr. Ali Kane, who's a chiropractor. Uh, she also f- is the founder of GrowCo, which is a rehab program that supports women through the physical, mental, and emotional challenges of motherhood. So something that is definitely needed but overlooked in the current healthcare system. Um, I wanted to say on your website, My favorite quote, and I think you posted this the other day as well, or I found it on your Instagram account. It says, the traditional healthcare system provides better rehab protocols for a sprained ankle than mothers after birth. That is so eye-opening because it's true, but I don't think people realize that. So I love that quote, but I just thought we would start by you telling us about yourself and I guess why you started GrowCo and what GrowCo is. Thanks, Renee. I'm so happy. Like we were chatting about, I'm so grateful for you having built this platform um, and and then giving it to other people to help educate and bring more awareness to women's health and topics surrounding motherhood. And yeah, that that quote there was really the stimulus for my business, GrowCo. When I was pregnant, I was 32 weeks pregnant with my son, and I had already been working for years clinically, seeing hundreds and hundreds of women. And all of a sudden, in my own pregnancy, when I sat down to write my personal postpartum rehab program, I recognized, holy moly, I have spent eight over eight years in post-secondary education, and I have brilliant techniques as a chiropractor to help people heal their low back pain, their migraines, their ankle sprains. But when it comes to postpartum rehabilitation in my education, and and I know the education of, of most healthcare professionals, all we're being prompted to ask is, did you get your six week clearance from your OB or your midwife? And once you've you've gone through that and once you've been pregnant, given birth, and you're at that six-week mark, you realize that that is not your magic check mark to get back to the things that you were doing before. That's when healing actually starts. And we're missing this transformational period in a woman's life. And we're, we're not doing her any justice by saying at six weeks, oh, you should feel back to normal. You should get back to normal. And, and it's causing so many issues down the line. So, yeah. That, yeah. So that's what really prompted me to say no more. Let's fill this gap in our healthcare system and let's raise the standard of care for postpartum women around the world. Totally. I love it. I always say Um, after I never thought of any of this, obviously, before I was pregnant and had given birth. But I always say that that six week appointment is basically like a five minute check to see that your organs aren't falling out of your vagina. And if they're not, then you're just on your way. And it's like, okay, like, which is crazy. And that's and that's exactly it. It's to make sure that you've survived, right? Are you surviving? Are your organs still inside of you? Are you bleeding? Maybe you get a pap if you're lucky, and that's it. And then there's no other guidance beyond that. And that's not to fault midwives or OBs. Like their job is done. Their job is to bring baby into this world and to ensure mom survives, right? Yeah. But 
but it's the what's next that really sparked my curiosity because it seemed like there was no what's next. Mm -hmm. So uh, prior to, um, prior to becoming a chiropractor, I, I had owned a gym for a decade and I'd worked with women for years and years and years. And this common theme I was seeing in the gym was that on days where there was jumping or skipping or running, a lot of these moms weren't showing up. And I recognized years before I gave birth that it was because they were peeing their pants. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they would kind of laugh and they would normalize it. And being the, the un, in that uneducated place that I was in, I just kind of shrugged it off and, and whatever. But then again, when I, when I sat down to build my own part, postpartum rehab plan, it was because I didn't want to have to skip those days, right? I didn't think that just because I gave birth, I, I should just accept the fact that my body would never function the same or that dysfunction was, was my future. Yeah. And that's the message that so many women are getting is that, okay, you've had a baby. Now you've written away all of your rights to feeling good, strong, empowered, confident in your body. And you're a mom now, so just deal with it. And and that's the message that I do not want to be to be giving. Yeah, totally. I always say, like when I have these conversations with people, my my husband's a urologist, so he's the physician that, you know, later on in life sees all the women that have complications and like urinary, especially urinary issues, um, that I guess just as you age, progressively get worse and worse. Certainly. So um, yeah, urinary incontinence is a huge one that with the right intervention early on, we can prevent. We can prevent, or if a woman is already experiencing it, we can help to reduce or resolve it. You, you mentioned yeah. pelvic organ prolapse being another one that if we're allowing a woman to properly connect to the areas of the body that honestly, Renee, they become like a black hole. It's like you're pregnant, everybody's excited, you give birth, and then we never talk about your pelvis again or anything that went on there, right? It's like this black hole, forget it even exists until, oh, hey, what's that bulge coming out of my vagina? Oh, okay. And, it, and it's that kind of theme that I want to shout from the rooftops. And again, I thank you for giving me a platform to, to talk to women to say that doesn't have to be your future. And there's so much that you can do in the postnatal period and beyond to prevent that from happening. Right. This episode is brought to you by Little Spoon. If you're like me, then the bane of your existence is thinking about what to feed your children, prepping food, going to the grocery store, all of the above. Who has the time? We are all so busy and it's important to incorporate things into our life that keep our life as simple and convenient as possible. Little Spoon is one way to do just that. They deliver fresh, healthy meals and snacks straight to your door that your kid will love at every eating stage they are in. The baby blends are fresh, organic baby food from single ingredients to multi-textured purees to take the stress out of starting solids. They partner with Clean Label Project to test their blends for 400 plus contaminants, including heavy metals, so you know you're getting good stuff. The Biteables are finger food meals that are cut to size to promote easy self-feeding, and they are healthy, balanced, and free of artificial junk. The Little Spoon Plates are toddler and big kid meals that are free of junk and they taste amazing. Even the pickiest eaters will love them. Think hidden veggie mac and cheese, chicken nuggets, and adventurous eats like potstickers, gnocchi, and more. They also offer really fun things like puffs, they have smoothies, lunchers, and snacks. 
you quite literally never have to think about food again. It's just easy peasy. And did I mention this all comes right to your door? It is so flexible, so easy, and everything stores right in the fridge and freezer. The price is right, the quality is unmatched, you are going to love it and your kids are going to love it. It is just a huge win for your family. Simplify your kids' mealtime with 30% off your first order. Go to littlespoon.com slash momroom and enter our code momroom at checkout to get 30% off your first Little Spoon order. My husband and I both turn the big four zero next year, and we have been thinking a lot about our long-term health. We want to get smarter about our health, make better choices, but also not feel overwhelmed trying to separate fact from fiction. There is so much information out there and it can be hard to figure out what applies to you, what is right, and what is wrong. Well, let me introduce you to the Zoe Science and Nutrition Podcast. With the help of world-leading scientists, they help you make smarter health choices every week. Don't just take my word for it. Naomi's Apple Review says, Zoe Science and Nutrition is super easy to consume even if you don't understand the science. With loads of actionable tips, a great mix of guests, and interesting cutting-edge science. You can't go wrong with a weekly podcast where world-leading scientists explain how their own research could improve your health. If you're ready to join millions of others like Naomi transforming their health, then search for Zoe Science and Nutrition wherever you listen to podcasts. So our Our episode specifically, we're going to focus a little bit on C-sections. And when I was just kind of prepping and reading over things for this episode, I started to realize that I feel like C-sections are one of those things that people just say nonchalantly, like, oh, yeah, she had a C-section. Oh, I'm going to I had a C-section. But I don't think even people that get a C-section understand what a C-section actually is. And I guess kind of like the severity of the procedure um, and the seriousness of what that surgery is. So I was wondering, like, I don't even know. So I'm just going to ask you what specifically is happening to the woman's body during a C-section? Yeah, great question. And and like you said, it's so nonchalant. I had a C-section and we don't really think much of it. How, how different would it be that instead of the woman saying, Oh, I had a a C-section, she said, Oh, I had major abdominal surgery six weeks ago. Oh, and Hey, that major abdominal surgery produced a human being that has kept me up and given me all of the challenges that, that having a newborn does. But Renee, one in three women are, are getting a C-section, right? And that's why people are saying it. No, so nonchalantly because it is so common. However, what we fail to understand, I think, in, in, as a society, is that that procedure is an incision through seven layers of a woman's body, from the skin, through the fat, through the rectus sheath, all the way down to the uterus. And then baby is birthed, the placenta is birthed, and, and then you're sutured back up. And then as I alluded to, you're not going home and kicking up your feet and watching Netflix. You're going home, you're not sleeping, you're you're not doing the stairs and you probably haven't been provided with much more information as you left the hospital than than to rest, right? And rest of course is important, but 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 what is rest after after you've given birth? 
And then commonly, most women, and especially during COVID and, and the stories, they break my heart. Most of these women aren't even getting an in-person checkup right now as we record this in, in July of 2020 when we're you know, still in the midst of a pandemic. They're having a virtual call with their OB or their midwife who is ensuring that the, the observable scar or the superficial scar, that there's no infection, right? And, and then and then that's it. Then it's six weeks and hey, you should be back to normal, right? Yeah. But in fact, the body at six weeks, if we look at, at um, if we look at just basic tissue healing science, like that's when the body is starting to, to heal. It's just gone through a trauma, which that's what it is. Major abdominal surgery is a trauma to the body and the body is going to heal it as, as such. Yeah. So I think even just the language around C-section, if we are, if we're to, if we're to stop somebody and say, oh no, that's not a C-section you had, that's major abdominal surgery or the family surrounding the woman who has gone through that procedure understands that. then I think that we would be a lot more supportive of the postnatal phase or the fourth trimester um, beyond just the, the, the couple of days postpartum that maybe we're, we're acutely aware of the help that mom needs. Right. And I, I always feel like people focus on the healing, like the surface level healing, as opposed to, like you said, they're cutting through seven layers, most of those being internal. So that obviously has to heal as well, which what I've been told is the internal stuff takes a lot longer to heal than just your scar on or your cut incision on your skin. Absolutely. So the the superficial, like typically um, a, a C-section incision is going to be transverse or horizontal just above the bikini line. Although in some emergency cases, it might be vertical. And that superficial wound is going to, to heal nicely. So to the, uh, to the average person looking at it, everything looks fine. There's no infection. It's healed. Okay. You're good to go. But deep to that incision is what I'm really concerned with, with the patients that I see, because when they've undergone the C-section and the body has been sutured up, the body immediately goes into this acute phase of healing. And if you've ever hurt hurt anything, and I'll use an ankle sprain as an example. So as soon as you injure yourself, everything hurts, right? There's localized swelling, it's tender, there's, there's a bruise, and the body is working to protect that site from any further damage, which is why most moms after they've had a C-section can't can't really move, right? You, you can't really move. You're, you're, you're stuck in, in place and you need help and assistance moving, moving anywhere in those first couple of days. After that period of time, your body moves into this subacute phase of healing where, and it's, it's brilliant, right? Our bodies are so smart, but the body starts to revascularize that area. So new capillaries are being formed to that area. Um, fibroblasts are synthesizing new proteins to restore the, the, the framework of the connective tissue that have been, has been cut through. And so all of this is going on and that period of healing, that lasts up to six weeks. So your subacute phase of healing where the body is just laying down all of this new tissue as fast as possible because your body wants you to be able to move, that's happening in those first 
six weeks. So when you hit that six week mark and you can't see me, but I'm doing like air quotes over here, that magic six weeks, <laughs> that magic six week mark, that is when your body's actually moving into this chronic remodeling phase where it responds to how you stress it and how you load it to mature that tissue. Right. So at six weeks, that's truly when healing is just beginning. But because of the lack of guidance so many women are getting, they're showing up to their CrossFit gym six weeks after a C-section, major abdominal surgery, and I don't know, PRing their back squat or trying to at six weeks postpartum because there's just no other information out there. And then they're led down this journey of feeling like a failure when they don't feel back to themselves at, at six weeks post. Right. Like what's wrong with me, right? Right, right. So I didn't realize that the kind of postpartum checkpoint for C-sections was also six weeks. Like just like how does that even make sense? Like, Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's just around what you said, the nonchalant nature of, of C-sections and, and certainly different OBs and midwives are going to have different checkpoints. But in general, that is what here in Ontario is being paid for, that six-week postnatal checkup. And then as long as there's no um, complications in terms of like a, an infection or, or something else, then, then you're good to go. You're on your way. There's not much else that that attending physician can do for you. And so it's up to us, to, to my GroCo ambassadors around the world, to pelvic floor physiotherapists, to people who are in this line of work, to literally shout from the rooftops, like your healing starts now. You need to seek out the information, seek out a practitioner, listen to a podcast like this just to get an idea of, of what's going on and take health into your own hands and become your own health advocate for, for yourself. Um, I, I think one of the things that, that I, I look for at six weeks is, is how is that area healing? Because with everything I just mentioned, all of the, the way that the body wants to heal itself, it's going to form it's going to form scar tissue or, or you might call it adhesions depending on, on what level of, of healthcare you're in. But what happens Renee is if we're not influencing how tissue healing is happening, then that scar tissue forms through those seven layers that were cut through and it can actually start to bind the tissues together. In some cases, it can bind the tissues to the organs and all of a sudden, months, years down the road, you have this area of your body that no longer functions properly. The, the range of motion through your core is literally restricted because of the lack of healing um, that occurred in that in that region and just like any other area of the body if you injure yourself your body's going to figure out a way to still function properly and it leads to these major compensatory patterns so other issues arise and as a chiropractor I tend to see the women coming in with significant and severe low back pain that we actually attribute to to their c-section and they're surprised because they're not given the information that that area needed more than just um, to be ignored, really. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode of The Mom Room and providing me with samples. You know how a lot of people can't leave the house without a water bottle? It's like their emotional support water bottle. I am the exact same way with facial tissues. 
And that is because I have such bad allergies, specifically in my sinuses, to the point where I know I'm going to have to blow my nose multiple times in a day, and I cannot be out in public without my emotional support facial tissues. Luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Now I know if I have a big event, maybe I'm going to a concert, going out for dinner. I don't want to be blowing my nose every two seconds. It's very unbecoming. And so I will take Claritin D and enjoy my evening. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter or ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. This episode is brought to you by Lola V. Lola V is an award-winning hair care line by none other than Jennifer Aniston. They offer clean, plant-powered products for every hair type and texture. I just did my whole hair care routine with all the products the other night, and I am obsessed. Along with incredible shampoo and conditioner, they have an intensive repair treatment that you can use once a week. They also have a lightweight hair oil. There's a leave-in treatment, and there's also a glossing detangling which I need because lately I want to do my hair in like a slicked back look, but my hair's too frizzy. Get 15% off Lola V with the code MOMROOM at www.lolav.com slash MOMROOM and Lola V is L-O-L-A-V-I-E. And so for something like scar tissue buildup, I know for a vaginal birth, it's important to get like the pelvic floor physio and kind of the the massaging or I guess you would call it massaging of the scar tissue to break it down and to ensure that it doesn't build up to cause like long-term problems. So is that something that would be done on a C-section scar as well? Absolutely. So one of the first front lines of, of defense would be assessing a mom and, and looking at the range of motion in that specific region. And then doing some muscle release therapy or just some gentle massage or lymphatic drainage around the area of the healing tissue to ensure that this haphazard format, that all of that new collagen and and new proteins that are being laid down, that they actually um, don't create that thick, fibrous, dense scar tissue that so many women have. We can influence that early on, or even if it's been several years, we can help to remodel that area of the body through massage type type techniques. But even beyond that, and you mentioned like with, with a vaginal birth, there's a lot of things internally that mom can do to help reconnect to what I call the inner unit of her body, which includes the pelvic floor, includes the abdominal wall and the diaphragm. So in conjunction with both hands-on therapy and exercise rehabilitation, albeit very gentle with both, depending on where she's at in her postnatal journey, there is so much that we can do to influence how how things heal. Nice. The um I'm always fascinated by pelvic floor stuff and 
my husband was telling me not too long ago, and I was so surprised, but it makes sense that people who have had C-sections, a lot of them still have pelvic floor issues because just the weight and like the stress on the body of carrying a child. And then also a lot of C-section moms have actually labored somewhat. And so just the effect of the labor causes some pelvic floor issues, which I don't think many people think that of a C-section. Definitely. And and research does show and support the fact that if you do have a C-section birth, your pelvic floor strength and endurance is typically better than anybody who is given birth vaginally. However, you hit the nail on the head there. Just by being pregnant and carrying that increasing load, the pelvic floor supports your pelvic organs, one being your uterus, which is containing your growing baby. So that load um, and then, and then if they did labor as well is going to have an effect on their pelvic floor. But if we go back to what I was mentioning about, if we've actually restricted the range of motion, um, with a C-section and how it's healed and mom can't actually take a proper deep diaphragmatic breath or even just a normal breath cycle anymore, her pelvic floor is no longer getting the proper stretch and contract, uh, contraction that it needs with every single breath that, that we take. So to, to clarify, like every muscle of your body, your bicep, right? It contracts and it lengthens. Your pelvic floor needs to do the same. So if there's a major blockage at the area of the C-section incision site, that is going to affect your pelvic floor. And it's one of the reasons why I tend to see in my C-section mamas um, uh, more incidence of a diastasis, so a separation of their rectus abdominis. Um, or urge urinary incontinence. And maybe maybe your husband could, could speak to that because perhaps he has seen that happen in women who have had C-sections whereby, Renee, that scar tissue that's built up is so thick and so dense that it actually blocks the bladder from expanding fully. So when the bladder does fill, it's hitting the scar tissue and signaling to your brain that you need to go pee and you're getting this urge over and over again to urinate when you don't actually have to. Like that's the sequelae of events that can actually happen with untreated um, C-section sites. Wow. I've never heard that before, but it makes total sense. And if you had a friend that was scheduled to have a C-section, uh, let's say like in a month or two, what what are some of the advice or tips that you would give her for the postpartum period or even to prepare for the C-section? That's such a great question. And, and if I can answer your question with a question, do you feel, because I've been reflecting on this a ton, do you feel like, like when you were pregnant or, or when you were in the family planning stage that if people told you anything that it really resonated because, and and to clarify, like, I feel like we don't seek out this information sometimes until it pertains to us or we're not listening. I, I was just going to say like, I, I, it's so funny because I just saw this TikTok and it was like, remember when, remember when, um, before you had a child, you thought the hardest part was going to be labor and delivery. And then, you know, it shows her like struggling with like young toddlers. And, and I was just like, that is so true. I think 
leading up to giving birth, you're so focused on the labor and delivery part. But really, that is such a temporary and short moment in time. Oh, it's crazy. And there's so much afterwards that you struggle with. But I think the focus in the media, in movies, like everywhere is on labor and delivery. And that's the focus. And then after you deliver the baby, it's like, well, okay, now what? I have, you know, you don't, you haven't really seeked out like the information for afterwards, except for maybe basic postpartum recovery stuff. So that was part of after I gave birth to Milo, I remember thinking, like, why don't people talk about how horrible this recovery is? It is so much trauma to the body. For me, it was a vaginal birth. And I remember thinking all my cousins who had had babies before me, like, you know, my mom, like all these women I know had babies and nobody said anything. And I was like, did they feel this way and and just not say anything? Or like, am I the only one that thinks that this is absolutely horrible? And so I think you're right in that people don't understand what's going to happen afterwards. So how can you prepare for something that you don't even know? And I think it's important and, and you and I and everyone listening, every woman out there listening right now need to make a pact to keep it real. And I've really tried in my own friend and family circle and then in, in with my patients as well to say, like, we're going to make a birth plan, but we're also making a postpartum plan. And this is what postpartum is going to look like for you. And it's not in, a, in an attempt to scare them. It's in an attempt to keep it real and be part of this mission to change our outlook and, and bring attention to just what postpartum is. Because we do, we spend so much time and give so much attention to birth, which is a beautiful event, but it's an athletic event and it is a moment in time. And then you are postpartum for the rest of your life and you haven't thought about it and all of a sudden there's a wiggly little baby in your arms and you're healing you're bleeding yeah. <laughs> everywhere and and you're just like why didn't anybody tell me so it is up to us to share our stories to to do things like we're doing right now where we keep it real and we allow hopefully the women that have babies tomorrow next year in 10 years to understand that this postpartum period deserves attention and respect and your how you feel in your body is valid and the aches and the pains are are not just an inevitable consequence of giving birth that women moms are allowed to feel good too you're allowed to feel good at the end of the day you don't need to just succumb to this old adage that once baby arrives mom doesn't matter anymore yeah. baby obviously matters we everyone knows that baby matters but moms matter too. Yeah, I love and, it. And, and like that's, yeah, right? Moms matter too, end of story, period. Let's give them the attention, healing, education, empowerment that they deserve. Totally. I, I was just speaking to someone earlier and they said, you know, all these postpartum issues, yes, they're common, but they're not normal. That's not what sh you should feel like. And I liked that. Like it's common, but it doesn't mean that it should just be brushed under the rug and not addressed. Certainly. And and as we as we started off this conversation by saying that the traditional healthcare system gives better protocols for ankle sprains than postpartum, like ankle sprains are common, right? But limping around or using 
crutches is not a normal thing. It's something to work through to get the proper treatment so that you can then, if it's in the case of an ankle sprain, walk properly again. So can we provide that same attention, care, love, and support to women in whatever issues arise after they've given given birth? And and I do want to be clear, like post, we use the word postpartum, and I think sometimes um, because of the amazing campaign with with mental health, people hear postpartum and they automatically hear think like depression, right? The mental mm. component of, of becoming a mother. And while certainly incredibly important to give that attention to, we often dismiss the fact that once you become a mother, you're, you're postpartum. So 10, 20, 30 years down the line, like you mentioned that your husband sees a lot of these issues we can get away with in our 20s and our 30s because of our our strength that we've built up throughout our life or the, the hormones that we have in our body. But you hit, and in many cases, Renee, uh, it's menopause for women. You hit menopause and you have this rapid decline or shift in, in your hormonal health and all of those things that were just kind of teetering on, on the balance of being okay, they suddenly, it's a whole sequelae and that's when your, your pelvic organs are falling out of your body or or you're peeing two times every single hour. Um, and we can do so much to, to, to mitigate that or, or prevent it from happening. Yeah. Um, clinically as it pertains to C-sections and this one is a really important one. So I want to paint you a visual because I think we can all picture somebody who, who has this, who looks like this. Um, it's this, this tucked under bum that people lovingly refer to as like the flat mom bum. Okay. It's, it's this like apple shaped abdomen and, and the abdomen is actually very distended, which moms are calling it their quote unquote mom pooch. And they're the ones who are saying, I've done everything. I do spin class, CrossFit, P90X, I'm on keto, I'm, I'm this, I'm that. And they can't seem to make a difference in, in how their body feels to them and, and looks to them. And this is what I've seen time and time again clinically as a compensatory pattern for women who have had C-sections. And, and certainly it, it can happen in, in, in anyone, but it happens commonly in women who have had C-sections, Renee, because if all of those tissues are now bound together and they no longer have this proper slide and glide through their abdomen, their their body can no longer stabilize appropriately. So you have other muscles kick on to become stabilizer muscles. And in this case, it's your big, powerful bum muscles, your glutes, which are not supposed to be stabilizer muscles, but they kick on to be, and and then they start to atrophy. So you get this flat mom butt, you get this distended abdomen because there's no slide and glide, and mom feels so stuck in this body and nothing works when when really we needed to look internally at her pelvic floor, at her her deep core, at her diaphragm, and we can make a real impact on 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 that particular body shape. I call this um, heart bottom bottom syndrome for anybody out there who wants to look it up and get more information about it. But it's a really fascinating compensatory pattern to a C-section that nobody nobody's thinking about when they say, hey, I can't make a change in how my abdomen appears. That's so interesting. And it goes to show that if you don't know, then you're probably going to the gym and focusing on the wrong stuff and maybe even 
making the issue worse as opposed to fixing it. So yeah, getting an, getting an assessment would be definitely worthwhile for anyone. Um, what would you say are the most common, like some of the most common issues that arise in postpartum from a C-section? I know you mentioned the diastasis recti. What is it? The I call it diastasis recti. Diastasis recti. Yeah. So can you talk a little bit about that? Certainly. So this is one area that um, me and my team of GroCo ambassadors, it's part of our typical postnatal checkup. So when mom comes in after she's birthed her baby, we're doing a check for how her midline of her abdomen feels and looks. So picture your six pack muscle, right? Like your sexy six pack muscle is the front of your body. And as baby is growing, your body obviously has to stretch to accommodate. So one area that that stretch occurs is through the mid part of of your six pack, and that's called your uh, linea alba. It's a a thin piece of connective tissue that can stretch accordingly for however big your body um, grows to be to accommodate baby. So that's totally normal. That's meant to happen. Otherwise, you'd be baby would be in your throat and, and obviously <laughs> you don't want that. So after you give birth, your your body begins to heal itself right, right away. And that's one area that we assess as a baseline to see, okay, we know that a normal diastasis or separation is about two finger breadths or 2.7 centimeters. That would be normal. And normal would also be that if I was to put my my fingertips down, if I was pressing down the mid part of your, of your um, stomach, that I shouldn't be able to sink in really deep. So we assess that to see, okay, where is she baseline? And if that's not healing, Renee, that's a clue that there's some form of core or pelvic floor dysfunction. So we're assessing the width of the separation, the depth of the separation. And also we want it to feel like we want that area of the body to feel hard, kind of like the cartilage of your nose. Mm -hmm. But in that immediate time postpartum, it's going to feel squishy like your cheek. And to, to reiterate, totally normal to be there in the, in the few months after you've given birth, it's when it persists, it doesn't heal that we recognize it as a clue that we need to do a deep dive, get a further assessment why why isn't this healing? Why is your core still separated? I was just going to ask what the treatment would be for something like that. Like if if their abdomen is not going back together. So that's what the whole like Roco protocol that we do, it's it's connecting to your deep core. So to the muscles deep to that six pack, we call it your transverse abdominis or your TVA. We want to reconnect to that area that has just gone through such a dramatic anatomical shift throughout pregnancy. And we want to make sure that you're able to not only connect to it neurologically, but you're able to contract it, to engage it. And your 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 core, your TVA also links to the pelvic floor. So can you actually connect to the muscles of of your pelvic floor? And so we everyone everyone's unique and everyone gets a different exercise rehab prescription. But 
it, there, there's a lot of similarities that lie in, in a mom who's having this abdominal separation and it can be healed quite quickly and beautifully with some specific exercises that pertain to the core and the pelvic floor. What doesn't serve the abdominal separation are things like hundreds of crunches, things like bearing down or really, really heavy weight where you feel like you're sticking your stomach out or, or pounding your pelvic organs down into your pelvic floor. That's going to make that separation even worse. And so, I mean, back to, to a, an earlier part of the conversation where at six weeks postpartum, women are, are given the, the, the medical clearance to return to previous activity. They're showing up to their CrossFit gym, but their abdominals are literally separated. And so there's nothing keeping their spine and their pelvis stable they get, get under some heavy weight and boom, you get a hernia, you get a disc herniation, you get this, you get that. There's all these different, very common ailments that arise when women have not healed their body properly after they've given birth. Wow. It blows my mind. Just hearing you talk about this stuff further ignites my rage about the, <laughs> the lack of <laughs> care and the lack of assessment. You shouldn't just do a quick five minute check and then be like, oh, everything's good. Resume normal activity because look at what can happen. Oh man. Yeah. And I think the language surrounding that, that six week postpartum checkup should be that, that this is a starting point in your healing. You, you are, you, you just gave birth to a baby six weeks ago. Hopefully you've spent the last six weeks just resting, just letting your, this transitional transformational time in your life settle in. And now we want you to see a pelvic floor physiotherapist. Now we want you to see a postnatal specialist chiropractor. And these people now become your healthcare team, just like you had a healthcare team during pregnancy and you had regular checkups all throughout. So too, should you in this post um, partum time as well. Yeah. Right. So when I, when I was seeing my midwife, I knew from the moment I had my initial appointment with them up until I gave birth that I was seeing them this date and then two weeks from that date and then one week from that date. If we could provide women with the same setup in that postnatal time, then they would feel cared for. And we'd also catch other things throughout that as well. Like we're really focusing today on, on the physical healing, but if, if they now have a new healthcare provider that they're seeing on this regular basis, we'd be able to pick up on the beginning or, or, or the middle of postpartum depression or anxiety, and then be able to refer out and build that postpartum healthcare team or network of support yeah. even more. And that's really what, what I'm over here vying for is, is the postpartum period having the same respect um, as, as pregnancy does and as birth does. And I, and I do think, too, with, with the messaging that we've had from people before us and maybe just what we see um, on social media and on television, it's that we should be fine. Like, fake a smile. Everything's good. Don't talk about your problems. You're a mom now. You don't matter. You signed your rights away when you gave birth. And it's like, no, 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 no. Um, and we need to be advocates for ourselves. And at this point in, in our 
on our healthcare system, Renee, here in Ontario with OHIP, we're so blessed to have it, but there is a huge gap in, in the caring for women after they give birth that we need to take a serious look at as a society, as, as healthcare professionals, and really work to support closing that gap and giving women the care that they need in this, in this pivotal time in their lives and beyond as well. 100% agree. Well, hopefully things will start to change. I think they will, because even just, you know, like finding what you do and and seeing other people on social media like there seems to be you know it's not just us that are preaching this uh to people so hopefully it does start to change um i wanted to give you the opportunity to just kind of explain uh you know let's say someone is you know going to give birth in a month or they're newly postpartum and they wanted to join GrowCo or find a GrowCo um, physician ambassador. or yeah ambassador. What would that look like for them? What like what is the program and how do they find someone? Okay, so if you are recently postpartum, about to give birth, or planning your family, you want to go to GrowCoRehab.com right now. Go to our interactive map and find the closest practitioner to your area. I would suggest going to see them before you give birth, if at all possible, so that they can get to know you, your body, your goals before you give birth, and then set up that postnatal assessment um, beforehand as well. If you've recently given birth, or even if you've given birth years and years ago, and you're listening to this and you're thinking, wow, that sounds like me, or I don't want those things to happen, same thing. Find a GroCo practitioner close to you, make an appointment, and, and, and let's get started on your health journey. Alternatively, we have lots of virtual programs as well. We've recently launched our GrowCo Method for Moms, which is a virtual community. It's all doctor-designed and doctor-led postpartum rehab programs. So there's, a, I think like Netflix or Beachbody, um, where you have a, an amazing amount of content of videos that you can log on to the app, press play, and have me in your pocket or some of my practitioners, my professionals, um, leading you through proper healing post postpartum. We also have weekly lives and monthly masterclasses where we're teaching you about these things. We're teaching you about your body. You're living in this body, this, this organism that you don't even know the half of what's happening. And I want to change that. You deserve to feel empowered and to understand the things that are happening or, or aren't happening in your body and have how you're feeling be validated and, and get the proper care that you need. So that would be the absolute best way to get started with your healing. And, and don't wait. Don't wait till there's an issue. Pain is the last thing that shows up. The dysfunction can be there for years and years and years before the pain arises. We're trained to figure that out before it becomes, um, before it intrudes on your on your quality of life. Yeah, totally. And do it now and then you won't have to see my husband later on. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> or maybe I shouldn't say that because he pays our bills, I guess. <laughs> I think I think it'd be really interesting to to hear his perspective sometime. When are we going to hear him on the Mom Room podcast? I literally asked him. I was like, "Would you come on the podcast and talk about, you know, stuff pertaining to giving birth and whatever?" And he was like, "Yeah, maybe." Um, so 
to end, I was wondering if you could tell everyone three resources that you would recommend for moms. It could be like a podcast, a book, uh, Instagram accounts, anything. All right, Renee. Well, I'm going to give you a shout out because I think what you're doing over on TikTok being so relatable and packaging it in this, you're packaging really important topics in a, in an easily consumable way and allowing people to be introspective about different things, um, which, which I love. And it's leading to asking more questions, getting curious, and that's going to lead more women to, to being advocates for their own health. So number one resource would be you. Number two, to resource. I, I really think what we're doing as GrowCo uh, Rehab is really, really important. So I encourage you to check us out on Instagram. I, I try to be as informative with my posts as possible. So lots of different journal articles and evidence-based information and real things that you can take and put into action right away. Um, and the third resource, I would, I would say that, um, there's so much good content right now surrounding childbirth and postpartum on Instagram. If you just do a hashtag search, like hashtag postpartum rehab or hashtag pelvic organ prolapse, it'll take you down a bit of a rabbit hole, but the more information, the better, right? Don't they say knowledge is power? Awesome. Well, thank you so much for talking to me. I'm inspired. I feel like tomorrow I'm going to start doing some exercises because I haven't been doing that and I need to get I need to get back into it for sure um so yeah thank thank you so much for sure maybe we'll have to get together and do either a virtual workout session or, or you're kind of near me here in Ontario so maybe one day yes maybe one day we'll do a mom room workout <laughs> oh my god we should do like a YouTube video or something that would be amazing I'm into it that was such a good episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And as I said at the beginning, if you know someone who is going to have a C-section or who has had a C-section, please send them this episode. I'm seriously about to go upstairs, get ready and take my ass to sport check and get some weights and some other kind of exercise equipment so that I can start doing some things at home because... I need to strengthen my body for sure. The next episode will be released on Tuesday. It is a solo episode. I have no idea what I'm going to talk about yet, but I'm sure I'm going to come up with something, obviously. Um, you can find me on TikTok and on Instagram at the.mom.room. My blog is renearena.com. I have built a Patreon community which just started on Tuesday, September 1st. So feel free to join at patreon.com slash themomroom. It's super fun. We have live Zoom chats. We have a private Instagram account and, and members are going to have access to exclusive podcast episodes where it'll just be me talking or it's going to be me talking with community members. So that means you. Just casual mom chats talking about all the nitty gritty. If you haven't already, please go to wherever you're listening to this podcast and rate, review, and subscribe. This is how I stay at the top of the charts on the podcast platforms, and it really helps me out a lot. So thank you very much. And did you guys know that I have a mom room t-shirt now? I've been waiting forever to have a t-shirt because I love t-shirts, duh. And I finally was able to partner with Letters and Lucy and we made a mom room t-shirt. You can go to 
either my Instagram profile or my TikTok profile and click the link that's in there and you will see an option for buy the mom room t-shirt. Um, yeah, I love it. It comes in black or white and the sizes are extra small up to 2XL. So yeah, go get yourself a t-shirt, throw on some jeans, throw your hair up in a top bun and we can all be twins. You guys are the best and I will talk to you soon. I hope your children sleep tonight. Are you looking for a podcast that'll make you laugh? You came to the wrong place. That's not us. That's not us. <laughs> well, it is. We are a husband and wife who chat about raw, real relationship yeah, topics. like sex. Like money. Like marriage and kids. But we're not afraid to talk about how your newborn baby probably isn't as cute as you think it is. If you're in need of entertainment while you're driving to work, because that sucks, we can join you in the suckage, kind of like being in your ear. Not physically. So if you want to laugh, come check us come out. Come check us out. Brought to you by the Laughing Couple Podcast. Ha <laughs> <laughs>